exactly how much time has passed between two events. Yeah. In in this case, when the episode aired and when I was born. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's so helpful. Yeah, right? <laughs> so instead of like, oh, yeah, I think I was this old. I don't know. Uh, because I figured out like in the pilot, I said, oh, yeah, I'm negative two and a half. But it was a full year more than that. Oh my gosh! Like, I, I, I'm a, I'm a functioning person, negative years old. I was three and a half years old. You, wait, negative, you were to negative, negative, negative three, three and, and a half, half years old okay. when the pilot aired. When yeah. the pilot aired, okay. Yeah. So now, when the first when the first episode <laughs> aired, you were negative two and a half. I'm I'm always mixed up too because I'm like I'm about to turn nine, and maybe that's true now because it's 1990. Okay, maybe that maybe that is true. I'm, I can I'm, I can like uh, punch it in the reverse and see like. <laughs> Your birth date until the date the show aired, if you want me to. You mean this show right here? The show we're going to be talking about? Yeah. Okay. It should be really easy math. Like, I should know in 1990. absolutely. Born in 81, 1990, I'm going to be nine, right? Yeah, that makes sense. So I'm about to be nine. I think I I said last week I was about to turn eight or something like that. I don't know. I get it wrong every single week. I mean, I just get my age wrong every single week. Oh, stevemorse.org. SteveMorse.org, okay. Oh, okay. Stephen P. Morse, San Francisco. So I guess it's like some dude who just... Just some guy who loves the he just, time between. <laughs> he, he named a site after himself. So, okay. 21st century, from the 21st century to the 21st century, first event. When were you born? July 1st, 1981. That would be 20th century. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was born in the 20th century. Were you born in the 21st century? No. no. I was 20th. I was say, wait, you're not 18. Yeah. <laughs> not that young. <laughs> Until June 14th, 1990. That's when episode okay. four, Male Unbonding, June 14th, aired on TV. I think something like 19 million people watched it. Eight years, 11 months, 13 days. I, I was, so, I'm yeah, almost nine. You're, two, almost week, you're nine. two weeks away from turning nine. Got it. <laughs> How about that? I, I definitely wasn't watching this this episode the first time around, uh, but you're, you said you're negative two and a half now. Uh, negative two years, six months, six days old. Ted or, is, again, we learned the last episode that you're not going to be born until, what, season three or something like that? Yeah, it's yeah. like... Uh, season four, episode yeah, 13, the yeah, middle of season four. When they're coming back from the mid-season break yeah. of season four. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, uh, this is No Hugging, No Learning. Yes, uh, the show about one thing, watching Seinfeld. For the first time, Ted seeing these episodes for the first time, I am watching front to back for the first time as a pretty much lifelong fan, I'll say, even though I wasn't actually watching yeah, you, you've when said, I was eight years old. You said before that you've pretty much seen every episode, just never really in chronological order. Right. I, yeah. I know for a fact I've seen every episode multiple times, but I've never j- done it all the way through. So that's where we are right now. Male Unbonding, episode four. Uh, if you would have seen this in the TV guide, what would you have seen? What would have hopefully enticed you to watch the second to last episode of season one. We've got Jerry finds ending a friendship harder than ending a romance. And boy, is it. Boy, is it ever. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, you should just put shenanigans in Sue Shenan- at the after, end of this. Basically after every synopsis yeah. we learn. <laughs> uh, but so we start with another uh, classic Seinfeld bit. He's talking about how guys like watching other guys work, which is I almost didn't like that he included himself in this because he's never seemed like a Tim Allen type comic, like a man's man, like a like a blue collar comedy tour kind of guy. <laughs> See, I'm really glad you brought up Tim Allen yeah. because I got that same vibe Very from, much, yeah. from this stand up bit. And I was thinking like maybe it's because he's talking about tools or I don't know if you notice this, the way like he pulls up his yeah. pants and like hikes up his belt. Yeah. I got a very Tim the Tool Man Taylor vibe from this. Like the only thing he needs to add to his stand up bit is just going, uh, uh, uh. 
Um, yeah, and, and but so he was seemed to be making fun of those kind of guys, whereas Tim Allen was sort of like making fun of them, but he was one of them, you know, like I guess, kind of, yeah. Uh, He's saying like all guys, like every guy, is yeah. drawn to like a construction site, yeah, or any guy just like working in his garage, like oh yeah, you uh, he was in a Phillips head, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. There's a lot okay. about. There's a lot about men in this episode that I don't identify with. Okay. This but, being the first yeah. thing that, that happens. I mean, I, we'll, right, we'll, yeah. we'll go over it point by point, but this is the first <laughs> thing where I'm like, and where I always thought Seinfeld was like, yeah, I mean, he's not like Zach Galifianakis or something. You know, he's not a, a um, an alt guy. He's a man's man, but he's also yeah. not... Yeah, he's the not. Tim, he's not Larry the Cable Guy. He's not that end of the spectrum. Oh. You know, there's a lot about guys that Seinfeld does find stupid, and he will talk about later on. You know, true. Later. Yeah, but this like, is he's a, not an alternative comedian. Yeah. by any means. But I mean, just even as a man, he's like he's somewhere in between nerdy guy and your Larry the Cable Guy. You true. know what I mean? So, but the fact that he <laughs> kind of identifies with this kind of guy, I was like, man, I don't. I'm not. I'm not following. Yeah, I'm not on this I, path with I you. I guess. I mean, like, have you ever been like drawn to? watch another guy like work on something no, in a garage no. or like peep over the fence at a construction site no i guess when, when people come to you rent i rent so that means people come and fix stuff for us um <laughs> do you what do you do when someone comes over are you like watching them or are you like i'm i stay out of the way i'm like i don't want to know what you're doing i don't I, care i try to stay out of the way yeah i mean i'll i'll like i'll bring our dog to the office uh-huh. or something oh right um because i mean our, our place is tiny yeah and it, it's a lot of the time pretty messy yeah uh so if there's a bunch of stuff around and a dog getting in the way of like these people trying to do their job yeah it can it can be a hassle yeah and especially these guys that are uh, that my dog never knows, like he's gonna be sure. nervous around him. Yeah. So. so you don't really hang around. Like whenever I'm home in the afternoon, and so when people come to work on the house, I'm there. Like we just yeah. had our water heater replaced. Okay. And I was like, all right, I'll be napping upstairs. I mean, I didn't tell them this. <laughs> I also, I also, but but I mean, I do get. Is it weird to take a nap when someone you don't know is in your house? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. I tried to stay awake, but I was I, like, I couldn't, you know. And so, luckily, I heard them, like, walking upstairs, and I was able to, like, go, no one napping up here. Uh, but I don't know why. Like, it's my, like, I, I, can, I should sleep wherever I want. I mean, I, but, like, I didn't feel like I needed to go down there and go, yeah. like, oh, what are you guys doing? Oh, you're soldering. Oh, yeah. you're using, oh, uh, ooh, yeah. you're using ooh. that gauge. Okay, interesting, yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. And pretend like I knew what I was talking about. I, I tried doing that one time. It wasn't so much a nap, but we had... A friend over who was uh, up from Alabama, mm-hmm. right? And he, he had friends of his all, I mean, that we know yeah. and we're friendly with, but we don't really, I, I don't know. We're not the greatest of friends. Right. Friends of friends. They were all friends, over yeah. in our apartment, right? Mm-hmm. And it gets to be like midnight, 1230, and these people just uh. aren't leaving yeah yeah and even the guy that we're friends with who's staying with us is like getting his pajamas on and he's sleeping on the couch (laughs) in the living room and these people just aren't like picking up the hint like hey yeah he'll be here tomorrow like come back yeah yeah so leave Uh, right now i want to go to bed like i actually went to bed and closed the door yeah to try and give them the hint i'm and they just Stayed there for like another forty five minutes. I think. What can you do? I don't know. It was weird being asleep, though. Is what you're saying? Yeah. You're like, well, yeah. Like, I, I, but I'm gonna go to sleep anyway. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, it's almost one in the morning at this point. Yeah. Please leave my house. <laughs> uh, so one thing I did like about this stand up bit is the laughs are more measured. I expected he was like. Uh, so uh, guys love watching other guys work. No, <laughs> no, there was no laughs. 
There was no there was no laughs where there had been laughs in the past. Like so he's like, so guys and I was waiting. I didn't for even them. notice this. I was actually. like, here we go. He was like, guys <laughs> like watching guys work. And then it's like just <laughs> silence. I was like, it's Thank actually you. building to something. Don't yeah. laugh at the setup. No one laughs. Don't put laugh I wonder, track where the setup is. Thank you. I wonder if. Well, wait. Did we determine if there was a laugh track for the stand-up bits? In there, the there one million episodes? percent is because there's nothing okay. matches what they're okay. showing the audience. Even their heads moving. Like okay. nothing matches. So it has you, to be. So do you think this was like actual crowd reaction then? That I don't. That I wasn't paying enough attention to. Okay. But I mean, if if the reactions are tempered to the point where they're only going to laugh at like. Uh, the build of the yeah. joke and the actual climax of the joke, and they're not going to laugh at. So I went to the grocery store today. Yeah, and that's and, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, then you're saying then that's an indication that it might be real, or I guess so. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. I mean, that's what a, that's how a real crowd would react to. Like, oh, here's the setup. This is where I'm not supposed to laugh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's telling a story. Yeah, he's telling a oh, story. He, here, here comes the shenanigans. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> now I laugh. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I love I love the fact that they backed it off noticeably, yeah, noticeably. Uh, and then we're at Jerry's elevator, which we never really see in the show as it goes on. It was another odd location for me. And they're like, you can see they're testing out certain spots. And I've mentioned like, well, this isn't right. We're never going to be here again. Yeah, um, like I I had no clue. I'm like, is this the lobby for Jerry's apartment building? It seems too nice. Y- Oh like, yeah. Do you, you know what I mean? Because like for how many times so far in the show they've made reference to uh, Jerry's apartment being a complete like dump. Yeah. Well, like, that was when Elaine was trying to convince him to move out of it. She was she was downplaying its. I guess. Dump, she, or yeah. she was up playing its dumpiness rather. But still, I mean, it's not. It's still not the greatest place. It's all right. Yeah. But this apartment lobby like seemed better than it should have been for the yeah. quality of Jerry's apartment. But then again, you're gonna have a better lobby than you will like the actual rooms i've been in like some great like hotel lobbies yeah yeah but the actual rooms are <laughs> terrible that's like, true bed bug and infested we're gonna see hotels his, in new york City. we will spend a little <laughs> bit of time in his lobby again later on down the line and it, it doesn't look like this again right Does now it? you just okay. see the elevator and i mean there's no mailboxes that's a staple of big city apartment oh, really? buildings yeah. those are gonna okay. be down there and stuff like that so George is talking about how this is when he's talking about how he told a woman he liked her and how yeah, that's yeah. how he knows it's over. Uh-huh. I um I had a note that I don't know if you picked up on this. Once they get out of the elevator and they're on Jerry's floor, yeah. did you notice like the really weird camera angle? No, and, I don't like, think I did. The, the shot because it follows them. The camera's in front of them. Then they round the corner around. Hmm. Uh, to get to Jerry's door, now the camera's like right oh, yeah. next to them, then it's behind them, and then it follows them to Jerry's door. It's just like, like I've done this camera shot like in trying to film things before. Mm. I don't think it works for a sitcom. Mm. Like it, it'll yeah. it'll work for like something cinematic. Right. Uh, which there's another shot like this that I'll get to in a second, not of this uh, same type, but something that gives me like the same feeling. It's very cinematic, and I don't think belongs in primetime mm-hmm. sitcom. I wonder who the director was and how long, you know, how know. many. Yeah, if, if if you ever worked with him again or whatever, or if they were like trying to find who shot their vision the best, you Maybe. know, and, and yeah. yeah, that and like seeing like the exterior of Jerry's apartment, it doesn't match the interior of the layout. Did you notice that? No, because his door is on an angle. Oh, yeah, you're and right, and then it angles back at an. I'm gonna make some math references. Yeah, at an obtuse angle, okay, like yeah. uh, for his kitchen. Yeah, but on the outside, it's just a flat wall. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> that doesn't make much sense. 
But it's like that. I mean, his door is right across from Kramer, and neither one is at an angle. Yeah. But And Kramer's <laughs> door, when you go in, it is a flat door against a flat wall. But you're right. His is on an angle, and then... It, 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 I'm trying to wrap my mind around it just logically in my head, like how that would work. And yeah, I, I mean, obviously where they're filming, it's two separate sets. Yeah. But I, I guess uh, someone like just didn't think like, oh, hey, yeah, we have to make it look like this is going into this. Yeah, yeah. So they laid out the apartment and didn't really think twice about, but hey, this is how the hallway should look. You can still see Kramer's apartment when you look across the hall as if it was... I don't know. I, I have You to... mean whenever you're in the apartment? Yeah, yeah, when you're yeah. in the apartment. Yeah, because you, you can Kramer's see like door. his door just like kind of like the frame yeah. a little bit. I yeah. mean, you can't obviously see into his place. Right. Um but I don't know. That just uh it's obviously not a big thing. Yeah. But that just made me think, <laughs> "Wait, okay, are they going into his apartment because like I we're four episodes in and I've already noticed that yeah, his door is on an angle." Yeah. Uh, that's weird. I never thought about that before. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> that's, that's exactly the kind of thing that like, I was hoping to notice as we went back through here. And so Jerry's – that just lends credence to the fact that Jerry exists in a otherworldly realm where physics does – I still think, I that, so, I still think his stand-up bits at this point are taking place in a David Lynchian Red Lodge type area that he goes to like an astral plane somewhere in his mind. And so I think once you open that door – Physics and time have no meaning in Jerry's apartment. I'm still gonna I'm gonna stick with that fan theory from now until the end of the show. And every time it pops up, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention just uh, any evidence that that lends to that. Alan's gonna be listening to this while he's shaving his head, and he's yeah. just gonna go, ha ha, yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so Kramer's already there when they. Oh, well, let me mention the fanny pack first because I was worried. Actually, oh my I was, god! Actually, I was excited that they yes. weren't gonna mention. I was like, George is just wearing a fanny pack, and no one's gonna mention it. But Jerry does. But George, it's weren't, weren't, the fanny pack was obviously in flux at this point. Yeah, weren't fanny packs in style at the, point, must at the been, time? Must have been very much so, but so maybe it was a hot take for Jerry to go, fanny packs suck, essentially. Yeah. And George is like, what, you don't like this? So they must have still been in session, and Jerry had probably get, had the unpopular opinion that was, um, fanny packs are dumb, They shouldn't, you know, people shouldn't wear them, they look stupid. I guess, I mean... Jerry ripping on George's fanny pack at the time would be like the the pinnacle of comedy now of someone getting on stage and saying, how about these man buns? Yes. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Cause... I mean, like, it's not a funny thing, but I don't know. I had a man bun for a while. Yeah. I got sick of it because I felt like it was making me bald because it's like pulling back oh. on my hair. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I cut it off <laughs> yeah, yeah. years ago. Yeah. And I thought they went out of style years ago but already. It... Yeah, but I, you still see him. There's a dude on oh, The Bachelorette sure. who was rocking a huge man bun this season, uh, not to get too much into current events. But, um, it, you know, but it is like people who have, just like the fanny pack, people who have decided they like to wear fanny packs or man buns have decided they don't care what anybody says about, the, about them. So it is still kind of a, I don't know if it's a hot take, <laughs> it is still kind of still of the times to make fun of man buns, I think, because they are still a thing. And, you know, certain guys, you know, you can make fun of a certain guy that wears them, I think. You I know? guess. Like a yeah. guy that would be on The Bachelorette. You know, like that's the stereotypical kind of guy, I would think. So, I mean, yeah, the the reaction that I would get for someone saying, oh, these man buns or or like, what's another thing? Like, uh, I mean, a few years ago, this never actually panned out to be a real thing. It was yeah. just like a viral Facebook video. Uh, male rompers, right, right, right. Like you yeah, never, yeah. you never actually saw anyone wear a male no, romper. No, no. But people ripping on stuff like that, 
would be the same reaction that I think I would have had at the time for Jerry ripping on a fanny pack. Probably. Because I, I totally would have had a fanny pack. If, you, if I was myself in 1990, I would have had so many fanny packs. Guess who was eight when this episode aired and loved his fanny pack? You had a fanny pack? This guy. Yeah. I, I loved, I had several oh, yeah. different fanny packs. I have multiple fanny packs now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're all the same ones that my dad got from work. Oh, but, okay. Yeah, because it, it just has like uh, his, where he works, yeah. like screen printed on the front. I'm like, this is Is it part of like a uniform that he wears? No, like, does no, he keep not tools? At all. He Phillips head in there? <laughs> no, I think the only thing that I have in one of them is uh, like a business card, weirdly enough. Yeah. And uh, tickets to Greek Fest. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. So I can go buy some food. Um, the, I, my fanny packs, I loved getting a new fanny pack like every summer because a lot of summers we'd go visit my mom's parents who lived in California. And so we'd go to all the tourist places. Oh, my God. And, I could, and as a kid, I, did, I kept like toys <laughs> in there. Well, I kept a disposable camera and those were gigantic oh, in yeah. 1990. And so, and, and like, you know, dumb stuff, Kleenex, chapstick, uh, any money that I had. Just I would, any you know, essentials. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But essentials for a kid or like the dumbest stuff. So it would oh, be yeah. like packed to the brim. And there was like, so in between your waist and the fanny pack, there was another zipper back there where you could like put bills and stuff like Ooh. that. Like that was your little wallet area. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Um, but I loved, you know, the more... The more pockets, the better for me. I love my fanny pack every summer, and I'd wear it. And but are they coming back? I mean, are they back now or what? Because stars I, are I wearing mean, them. It, it, to say that fanny packs are back, yeah, it would also be to say that I don't know. Everyone is wearing like stuff from the '90s and from the '80s, yeah. unironically, yeah. which is not true, right? So they're kind of it's kind of uh, back ironically, yeah. But at the same time, it's back. Practically, yes. because there's a lot of like uh, companies making obviously uh, styles of clothing from the 90s mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. because a lot of people are buying them. They're not just going to like put out entire lines of like fanny packs or uh, I don't, people, I don't know, yeah. what, what's what's other uh, clothing types that were popular in the 90s. I mean, you want to talk about we might as well talk about this now. I mean, have you heard of Normcore? Kind. That, it, I mean, it was a fashion movement that was almost solely based on Jerry Seinfeld's fashion. So oh leather braided God. belts, oversized T-shirts, oh, no. mom style jeans, white sneakers. <laughs> uh, essentially, you could, call, you could call it dad core, norm core. But yes. a lot of people were, were. I'm on board for dad core. <laughs> yes, hell yes. A lot of people were giving. I don't know about the resurgence of Seinfeld, but they were looking to Seinfeld for fashion inspiration. Oh, and so no. anything Seinfeld wears, the stuff that we've already kind of been talking about. Oversized blazers, you know, uh, that became that that's that's norm core. And so maybe fanny packs were just sort of an extension like, oh, this is sort of jumping out of the norm core uh, uh, movement. Yeah. And into the more mainstream. Because, yeah, if I saw somebody with a fanny pack, I'd go, haha, that's funny. Uh, but then it's like, oh, you're you're actually have stuff in there. You have the concert tickets or you have, uh, you know, your money or you have your sunglasses or whatever in there. Yeah, and so, you have, have your cell phone and your wallet and your car keys in here. You don't have to have yeah. anything in your pockets. You can fit it all in your fanny bag. So if you can have a little sense of humor about it and take a couple chuckles here and there. Yeah. It's not. It's. It wouldn't make you a fashion pariah at this point to yeah, wear a absolutely. fanny pack. Yeah, but it's not necessarily fashion forward <laughs> either. It's just. Yeah, that, what, that's a great little analysis there. Um, and, oh, so, okay. So uh, he does mention the fanny pack. It looks like your belt is digesting a meal. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, and Kramer's already in the house, and he's on the phone with somebody uh, saying that uh, uh, they already have a cure for cancer. It's big business <laughs> that's keeping it hidden, which is kind of funny that like that kind of joke was around in 1990 because that joke is surely around in 2018. Oh yeah, people are still saying that. I today. say joke. I mean, God, it's like the Alex Jones types of the world or whoever you know, who, oh, anyone with a God. U 
YouTube God. channel is taking that kind of thing seriously. Oh, like, absolutely. Like, cure, you know, so. Yeah. It, yeah. That, that's mixed in with, like, all the people who will think, like, oh, well, if you get your kids vaccinated, you're going to you're yeah. gonna give them polio. Very much. Yeah, very much Which so, is, yeah. you know, the, the exact opposite of what will happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but then he hands the phone to Jerry, and it's Joel. Hornick, which is kind of funny to me because I have a, a, one of my good friends. I'm going to his wedding in August. Uh, not Again, no current events, but uh, uh, Jason Hornick. So it was funny to hear him calling this guy Hornick. Oh, God, Hornick. And I was like, yeah, I know. Uh, but his, his, his childhood friend, Joel, is, is on the phone. And he wants to get together, as he always does. Uh, one thing before we get away from it. Why does Kramer still have a key? It was one episode ago yeah. that it was Kramer's fault that Jerry's apartment got broken into. Right, right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how he gets in there. He just always does. So Maybe. if he doesn't have a key, yeah. then Jerry left his door unlocked yeah. himself, which is the sole reason why. Well, not the sole reason. The door was left wide open when it was Kramer's fault. But if your door is unlocked, you're gonna get your stuff stolen. It's not out of the realm of possibility that. Well, was he actually just getting back into town, or was he... I think he was lying to him, because George is there with him, unless they were... I'm, I'm not saying that Kramer wasn't there when Jerry left the apartment. That's entirely possible. That is possible, If, if he was right. like, hey, George and I are going out, and Kramer's like, I'm going to stay here and watch your TV and eat your food and talk on your phone that's and stuff like true. that. That's That's total Kramer, so he yeah. might have just been there when they left. Yeah, good point. Um, and then and then he was just still there when he came back. Uh, by the way, oh, I do want to mention, too... Uh, Jerry is a, uh, a subscriber to Road and Track, so we know Jerry Seinfeld, the real Jerry Seinfeld, huge lover of cars. Right, his new show is just all about cars. Oh yeah, absolutely. And so that that love goes back to, <laughs> you know, obviously he's loved cars for a long time. I guess it's, it's just an interesting thing to see that the, his character liked cars and, and the, the man likes cars. The, the way the real Jerry Seinfeld feels about cars, yeah. is the way that the early Jerry Seinfeld character feels about the New York Mets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which I don't know if you noticed, uh, Jerry Seinfeld character has one of the earliest computers. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. New York Mets hat right on right top on of top. it. Pristine. And a boxed baseball glove with a ball inside yeah, of it, framed for from posterity. A very famous New York Met. Oh, probably of, of days of old. Who I couldn't even <laughs> begin to. Met. I couldn't tell you who the most famous New York Met was uh, from back in the day. But yeah, still a huge Mets fan. But also, he has other interests. I guess cars. Cars <laughs> is two. Stand up comedy is three. Um, uh, but so this guy Joel had a ping pong table when he was little, and that's why. You know, he and Jerry grew up together. I knew him when he was 10. He had a ping pong table. I would have been friends with Stalin, he says, if he had a ping pong table. And did you, <laughs> I really identified with this because I f- certainly had friends that were not my best friends. I, I didn't yeah. really like them, oh, but yeah. they had cool toys. Oh, man. I don't know if I was really friends with anyone because of the stuff they had yeah. exclusively. I'm trying to think. Uh, I, I was mean, a huge fan of G.I. Joe's, and I know I had a guy, a, a kid that, like, I think it was like a, a kid that my parents were, you know, my parents were friends with his parents. So like, yeah. well, we're supposed to be friends, but like, how do you yeah. even meet people in your tent if it's not school, you know? So, <laughs> but he had, I loved G.I. Joe and he had, but I only got, you know, I, I was lucky if I had like a G.I. Joe airplane or something like that. He had oh, yeah. the aircraft carrier and like the Cobra, ba- he had like all of the like $100 G.I. Joe toys. And so if I had to go over there, I was like, all right, well, at least he's got all those G.I. Joes, you know? Yeah. Or I didn't have video game systems growing up. You know, I was lucky if my, one of my friends had a Nintendo, which was all we had at the time. And so I was certainly friends with people who had a video game system, a Sega or a Nintendo or something like that, that I could play. Yeah. Well, like, I grew up 
kind of in the middle of nowhere. The mm. only, I mean, outside of like school, the only person I ever saw was uh, uh, our neighbors who had uh, three sons, but none of their ages like really lined up with any of ours. I mean, except for like uh, the two, my oldest brother and their oldest son were about the same age. Mm-hmm. Their next son down was uh, a, my sister's age, who is a year younger than me. Mm-hmm. So there's like really no one for like right, my generation. The there, yeah. And then their youngest son is uh, what four years younger than me. Who actually recently I feel like I've developed a friendship with the closest out yeah. of any of them. But that's just recently because we have like a lot of the same interests. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but growing up. I don't. That wasn't really there. Yeah. Because I mean, he was he was the kid uh, that was like yeah. four or five years younger than me. I didn't want to hang out with him. Right. 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 Yeah. And but, but so those were the only kids that you besides like people you went to school with. You know. Yeah. Those really. were the only. Yeah. I yeah. didn't have like good friends that I like hung out with yeah. all the time until high school. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it must have been you. you. Maybe you were the person that people hung out with because you had cool toys, and that's the only reason <laughs> they didn't really like you. <laughs> Not, no. No. Because no? then okay. I'd like have people over my house all the time, and that didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So it must, it's just difficult to get around, I guess. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, other, the other thing I wrote down about this uh, scene is... I still, as a fan, and I'm hoping that that old fans like me are are all as amazed as I am about the references in the show that pop up in this first season that permeate all nine seasons. One of those things is Kramerica Industries. We hear that Kramer's all the time. I'm like, oh my gosh! Not only Kramerica Industries, but we're talking about episode four, and Kramer is talking about his idea for a pizza place where you make your own pie. This is episode four, and this does, pizza does, place idea is going to return. Oh, okay, this actual pizza place idea yes, comes back? yeah. Oh, okay, because I, I was watching this with Grace, my fiance, last yeah. night, and as soon as uh, Kramer says that, she's like, so Blaze Pizza? <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, no. LeBron James took the idea for Blaze from <laughs> Seinfeld. But it's not. If, if Blaze Pizza let you get behind there True. and pound your own dough and flip it around, he wants your hands on it from yeah. start to finish. I guess so, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Blaze Pizza <laughs> and, and only went a quarter of the way, I'll say. That's true. I mean, you're ma- you're deciding what goes on your pizza. Not a sponsor, by yeah, the way. Yeah. Blaze Pizza, <laughs> right, not right. giving us any money. Yeah. Uh, but Kramerica <laughs> Industries wants you to throw your own pizza into the yeah. 600 degree oven. They, they want you, I mean, the dough's already ready when you go to a pizza, you know, a- any pizza place like this. Um, but he wants you to like really pound, like actually pound it out and flip it yeah. in the air, and then which put it I down think and would be awesome. On and, I'd love to do that, right? Doesn't I mean? Doesn't this sounds like a, this was like a crazy funny idea in 1990? And Jerry Seinfeld's like, you don't be sticking their hands in a six. <laughs> he says 600 degrees. I thought those pizza ovens were a lot harder, hotter than that. Uh, I thought I, they were. I like, guess it depends, like how long you want yeah, the pizza. To yeah, cook for. I guess so. I guess so. I know. Um, what's the one food truck? Sticks and bricks. Yeah, yeah. Not a sponsor, right? Uh, I'm going to do that for every time we mention <laughs> yeah, yeah. like an actual. Place. We are accepting sponsors if you want to. <laughs> uh, but I think they have theirs up at like 900. That's degrees. what I thought. I thought it was but, closer to a thousand. Yeah, but like they they try and get it up so high so they can cook the pizza in like two minutes. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm guessing it all depends on how long you want the pizza to cook for. If you right. want it to cook for like. 10 to 10 to 12 minutes it's obviously going to be a lot lower it'll be like in the probably yeah, yeah. five to six hundred range yeah those those times yeah. when you have to like spin it around exactly. and stuff like that yeah. so yeah um but it, it was kind of a funny idea but nowadays that idea would probably work because you know in the 1990s it was like dinner and a movie was the first date thing now your first date i feel like 
and, and you know, as a young millennial, this is where your input can come in, Ted. I feel like your first date has to be an experience. It has to be something, you know, something uh, original, I guess. More um, original than, like, in the 90s, people were still satisfied, I feel like, with dinner and a movie or, or to, something like that. To a degree, yeah. yeah. Uh, I know the... Like, we're taking a cooking class. Essentially, that's what this pizza yeah. place would be, a cooking class. Yeah, actually, yeah. yeah. Uh, but then, I don't know, you'd be there with, like, everyone else, and I'm guessing it would just be, like, a line of people. Yeah. Like, you'd get in, like a like, a... a fast casual restaurant or something he says he wants them to be a chain yeah yeah it's true um but i know uh grace and i's first date we literally just watched scott pilgrim in my apartment oh but and you our, count that as your first date i <laughs> kind of <laughs> uh but like our next date we went to a concert okay so there you go, I, I kind of i kind of count that as our first date yeah because i don't know it was um it was an experience yeah so yeah. I, I remember that more than Sitting on our sitting on my couch watching Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, and and you, it actually took some effort. You know, you were going to yeah. watch Scott Pilgrim that night, whether or not she was there. Or not. Probably, yeah, <laughs> yeah. My first, my first. Uh, I mean, I'm an old millennial, but uh, I'm an elder millennial. But um, <laughs> my first day with Sarah, I took her to a garden, a garden in like a a garden estate in Aww. Georgetown. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So a really nice sort of. Uh, place to walk around and experience, oh, you know. Cool. In other words, it wasn't just dinner and a movie. But um, I, I feel like the the make your own pie thing uh, would would have um, w- would really take off today, especially in New York City. You know, you can make it super exclusive and like six hundred dollars for this experience oh, or whatever. Hell yeah, yeah. yeah. hell yeah! And and you get like a it, private table, two yeah. chairs, a candle in the cater middle, cater to the dating crowd. Oh, yeah, the, the Manhattan dating crowd. Mm-hmm. And you could have a chain of those easily. If it doesn't exist up there, I'd be surprised at this point. Um, but do you have anything else for this scene? Uh, not for this scene. Okay. Uh, but like once we once we get like to the next stand up bit, which yeah. is right after this. Uh, he's talking about like ending friendships. Uh, obviously, it's playing into like uh, what's going on currently in the episode. But I know we talked about this. I think in the pilot, it hasn't really come back since. Jerry is wearing the same outfit in this stand-up segment as he is in the first one. So where is the timeline in this? Is he doing all of these stand-up bits? After all of the events of the regular episode have happened. Yeah. Because like you said before, this is uh, meant to be like where a stand-up comedian gets his material. Yeah. So it's not like what we saw in the pilot episode where uh, something happens. Oh, he has a show that night. Yeah. Something happens. Oh, he has a show that night. Something happens. Oh, he has another show. Or and at he's least wearing the... like three different things. Yeah, yeah. That he was wearing in the scenes, right? I mean, did we did we go back and look at that? Or it was just that one scene that we noticed? Like, oh, he's got the same shirt on. And he just put a blazer on. Interesting. I, I don't know. I didn't go back and look. Um, I think his shirt is similar. But in all of the stand-up scenes that we're, that we're going to see in this episode, he's wearing same, same brown blazer, thing, yeah. blue shirt, same tie. Yeah. So I'm thinking like all of like the scenes in like his apartment and the diner and everything else happen in the span of one time. Yeah. And then he had one show yeah. later that night. Yes. And he's just like recalling all of these. But all the stand-up scenes are interspersed. And cut into where they're where they make sense, I guess. Yes, I think that's totally accurate. Yeah, the stand up the stand up does happen somewhere else at some point after the events of the show. After and then they're all cut in. of the events of the show. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And then they're cut in. Sort of is what we're led to believe. I, I think. guess. Yeah, it was yeah. really confusing to me, like <laughs> watching it the first time. I'm like, when is this happening? Yeah, yeah. It is. Uh, it like, is odd. Yeah. Like, does Jerry Seinfeld have the ability to bounce around timelines? Yes. <laughs> Apparently, I'm yeah. telling you, we're just realizing this. I'm just realizing this 
having watched Jerry might be a superhero. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're, he, he ends up having to meet with Joel, and they're back in the, the coffee shop. They're finally sitting kind of where they're supposed to sit in the coffee shop, which is this booth. Okay, th- this this isn't the normal booth yet? Nah, it's still a little off. It's too, okay. close, it's too close to the kitchen. Okay. But at least it's it's closer to where. And it, the color's off. It's not big enough. Okay. It, it's going to be big enough eventually to fit all four main players. This is okay, a yeah, this is like a two-person yeah. booth. It's still off a little bit, but okay. at least I, we're getting closer. I was going to ask you that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I don't know if you uh, noticed, this is where that second, like, uh, incredibly cinematic uh, shot comes in because it fo- it's focusing uh, the camera's focusing whenever they come into the scene on like the waitress and then there's an over the shoulder shot and then it pans down and there's Joel and Jerry. Is I, it- I didn't it didn't stick out to me. I'm thinking okay. I'm, I think I'm able to picture it. You mean the way the scene started was uh, like a pan across the coffee shop? Is what yeah, you're saying? Exactly. Yeah, I didn't I didn't notice that actually. Yeah, it, it just made me think of like, have you ever sat? And thought about what your favorite TV shows would look like if they were made into a movie. Hmm. Like, you're just going to have incredibly cinematic angles and camera work and lighting. It's going to look entirely different than it would on network TV. Right, right. But it's going to be the same premise. It's going to be the same characters and the same writing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's going to look like nothing you've seen on the show before. Yeah. That just made me think, I'm like, were they... Uh, like, even in episode four, were they testing the waters for, hey, uh, a possible Seinfeld movie? Yeah. Or did they get a director, like a, a Hollywood movie director, to kind of influence yeah. this one particular episode? We're going to look it up, and it's going to be like Chris Nolan directed oh, this. yeah. <laughs> like, directed by Christopher Nolan. Oh what in the world? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe this was directed by David Lynch, and he's like, oh, my God. <laughs> the, the stand-up takes place in the Red Lodge. <laughs> um, I don't know, but uh, the waitress, the same waitress from the last episode is is their waitress, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. This wasn't, uh, are you a woman? As uh, far as I, think I know. She's gone. I she's think gone. She's gone. Okay. I think she's gone. Yeah. Not that she was a bad actress, but I think they were just like, I think they were toying with her being a character and then okay. it just didn't work out. Yeah. So they're like, let's just, right. um, but this, this waitress I think is the same waitress. It looks like director Tom Chironi's. Sharones, my Sharones, Tom Sharones, Tom Sharones, Tom Sharones. I don't know. Does it say he did anything else? No, that's it. I mean, let me. He did one episode of Seinfeld, and then American TV director Thomas Harry Sharones Jr. is an American director and producer of several TV series. He's best known for his work on Seinfeld, where he directed eighty-one episodes. Dang. Okay. Okay. Maybe, well, I mean, this was maybe early in his career and he thought he would be the next Chris Nolan or something, you know, or there was no Chris Nolan in 1990. I mean, there was, he was alive, but (laughs) (laughs) he wasn't Christopher Nolan. Um, But yeah, maybe, you know, they're they're still obviously playing around with what they wanted to do with this anyway. I mean, from the script and the acting all the way down to the the cameras and stuff like that. So I think we're going to settle into a style, obviously. And Tom was obviously a big part of that style. Yeah, I guess so. I'll have to keep my eye out for these sweeping camera shots. They're trying to see like what works, what doesn't. I mean, I I have a feeling this is going to last for the first two seasons. Because I mean... Season one, obviously, five episodes. Right. Season two only has 12. Mm-hmm. We don't get to a full season order until season mm-hmm. three. So that gives them time to play around with stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And they were obviously trying to throw out the rule book of sitcoms. So, yeah, they, you know, you just you just try it out, see what works. Um, but the, So Joel starts berating the waitress about whether it's turkey roll, which I've never heard. Oh I've never God. heard that term for turkey meat that's like been processed and they slice it. I don't know, but this dude is just the worst. Yeah, by the way, Jeez. berating the waitress was getting huge laughs. 
And I don't know why. From the from the studio? Yeah, from the studio yeah. audience. Yeah. They think it's hilarious. And it's not... An, it's not like, I didn't yeah! notice... <laughs> Dehumanize her! Yeah. yeah! I didn't notice Jerry Seinfeld reacting in any way that was funny. So all that was funny was him yelling at the waitress. I guess like, so, yeah. Ugh. I mean, well, they were... I, I don't know if the crowd would really be able to pick up on like his minuscule like uh, facial reactions to him, but he he was reacting, but just kind of like a ee. yeah yeah probably or, cringing or a, like like we were yeah yeah oh, but come on. but just that that's a very like small like facial work yeah for, yeah for the camera and it wasn't focusing on it wasn't being played for laughs anyway yeah, it was just he's being not, played he's for really, he was just acting yeah he's not really hamming it up yeah, for the yeah. audience he's not like oh come on you can't say that like right away yeah like, there was nothing for them to laugh at except him berating this waitress yeah, and, like, and i didn't think that's it was funny i didn't think it was no, funny i was like, like oh my god, god this is like the i mean the actor was really good i gotta give it to him because he really laid into her like in a real, yeah, uh, you know, a very real way. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was a little weird. Um, I get, yeah, but like this this mindset still exists today. I guess like I was talking to my grandma the other day, and she's saying she went out to dinner or she went out to lunch with like all her siblings, and they got a really. Uh, by her words, they got the nastiest waitress they've ever had. She mixed up drinks. She couldn't remember. Uh, she couldn't remember who got what food, uh-huh. and she was just really grumpy. Being nice goes a long way. <laughs> and I didn't have the heart to tell my grandma. I'm like, Graham, she's working four tips. I can guarantee you, her paycheck when she gets it says zero dollars and twelve cents. Yeah, yeah. Like that one dollar that you gave her on a fifteen dollar order, that's probably the only thing she's gonna get for that entire hour. Mm-hmm. So like even if she's grumpy, like give her something because like it's probably other people that she had that day that put her in that bad mood. Right, right, yeah. You don't know what's going on. You don't know what's going on in anyone's anyone's life. But yeah. um so uh this is the first attempt that Jerry has to break up with Joel. Yeah, he just, like, brings it up out of the blue. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I don't think uh, we should see each other anymore, yeah. which is funny. Uh, Joel loses it. Like, I mean, reacts, like, exactly how you'd expect yeah, to, yeah. like, someone trying to break up with yeah, you yeah. out of the blue. It's, yeah, it's a very yeah. funny twist. And, and this is going to be like Seinfeld's bread and butter, taking one social situation and mixing it with another social situation, like breaking up with a man, with a friend. Okay. Like, this is classic. This is this is great classic Seinfeld very early in the show where, you know, the, he starts reacting like a, like a woman would or a guy would, I guess, whoever's getting broken up with. Uh, <laughs> and, and then Jerry immediately starts to backpedal just like someone who is weak breaking yeah, yeah. up with somebody would do. Yeah, I'm like, is this a, is this an abusive relationship that, <laughs> or an abusive friendship, I yeah. guess, that Jerry is in with Joel? Yeah. I'm like, because Joel never listens to him. Joel yeah. only, like, talks over him. Whenever Jerry has a problem, Joel's like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and what, what was Jerry saying that Joel was completely, like, That he was going to perform over? for the Hezbollah's oh, terrorist yeah. <laughs> thing in, in Iran. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I'm going over to Iran. Oh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny. It was so funny to me and stuck out that, like, the defining char- character characteristic of all four of the Seinfeld main players is that they are self-involved. So the fact that he doesn't like hanging out with somebody that's self-involved <laughs> is was just mind-boggling. I was like, 
that's what you guys end up like. So the fact that that was his beef with somebody was True, very but funny like, to me. If you find someone in real life that's very self-involved, they'll also hate people that are self-involved right. because they are like they won't put two and two together that they are exactly yeah. like themselves. Wow, that's some deep analysis of, of Mr. Jerry Seinfeld. There. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have anything else for this scene? Um, yeah, I mean, we. I feel like we have to touch on. Uh, while Jerry is backpedaling on uh, breaking up with Joel, he offers them the tickets to the Knicks game yeah, yeah. that came up earlier in the episode that we glanced over. Yeah, that, that George got to. George is going to go to the Knicks with Jerry next Wednesday, and he yeah. gives away that ticket. To yeah, him. yeah, and yeah. If, oh, oh, this Wednesday? No, I said next Wednesday. If I meant this Wednesday, I would have said this Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, is that yeah. is that kind of a thing that comes back? No, and honestly, I didn't think they explored it enough. Maybe they had to cut it out of the script. But I, I that's one of my favorite conversations <laughs> still today. Is like when you say next Wednesday, do you mean? The very next Wednesday, or do is, you mean, or do you mean the next Wednesday to happen? Like it, today, yeah. Like as we record right. this, that's what it's, I mean. It's Sunday. Yeah. If I say next Wednesday, what comes to your mind? Do you mean? I, I do you think, mean a week and a half from yes, now? Yeah, or, that's what okay, I think. Yeah, that, that's, that's what that's next what, means. Yeah. yeah. If I, but if it's I not would, accurate. Exactly. If I meant like ne- if I meant the next Wednesday to happen, I'd say this Wednesday. This Wednesday, and then next Wednesday. That's just a real flaw yeah. in the English language, yeah. isn't and it? And then there's even Wednesday <laughs> after next. That's three and a half weeks from now, or two and a half weeks from now, right? Yeah, yeah. Wednesday after Wednesday next, after next would apply would mean would be two and a half weeks <laughs> yeah. from now, right? Yeah. Even though. It's only a week and a half from now. Uh, Wednesday after next uh, is yeah, I know. So I really think there was a lot of fertile ground there that they didn't they didn't come and it, it's just sort of a, <laughs> a very short running gag that only happens in like that, two places here. That should be one of the things that Jerry has in his uh, stand up segments. Yeah. I'm like, I would have laughed a lot for that. Yeah, maybe it's too easy. Maybe it's just too you know. I mean, we did it all here just now, and so maybe it's too easy for somebody who wants to like I, find I, that next. What's the next? I guess. Yeah, step he, in he has that. to. Yeah. He has to go after the the real comedy of fanny packs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or guys watching guys work. Or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's where the laughs are at. <laughs> um, we have uh, then. We, then do we go to the bank? I'm thinking here. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, back from commercial break, we're in the bank, uh, and <laughs> I, I mentioned this uh, whenever. Um, Kramer had his idea for the pizza place, yeah. but uh, Grace mentioned uh, whenever we're watching this, were the writers just like really craving egg salad whenever they were <laughs> yeah. writing this episode? Because this is the second time that egg salad comes up in, Jerry in just casual conversation. Jerry orders egg salad with uh, Joel, and yeah. then they mention it here where George had to break up with that girl that he said he liked. And he still got his food. He didn't yeah. leave. He still ate his food <laughs> in silence with this woman. And it was egg salad. So I wonder if it was Monk's egg salad. They didn't mention that they were at the coffee shop. Did, did they mention where they were? Because if they were at the same place where Jerry went, then that's kind of like, uh, you know, it's kind of a funny callback where he's like, have you, oh, their egg salad's great. It, I just it, had it. It's, it's a great egg yeah, salad. Yeah. I, I don't know if they mentioned the exact place, but I know they do say at the end of, well, not at the end of this scene, but during this scene, uh, like, have you ever had their egg salad? It is fantastic. Yeah, it is fantastic. fantastic. That's egg why salad. he stayed instead of guess so, leaving yeah. and not eating it or, or whatever. Um, hmm. Yeah. So maybe they were at the same place, and it's just you know it's just interesting that Jerry had it already that that maybe that day or earlier that week or something like yeah, that. True. Uh, but he breaks it to George that um, he gave away his ticket yeah. to Joel. Yeah. While the dude who looks a lot like Norm Macdonald is just. Uh, I don't know. In line, I guess. I yeah. thought I thought this was Norm Macdonald. Really? Like, I, I paused. You look familiar. I yeah. paused it. I'm like, oh hey, it's Norm Macdonald. <laughs> Grace is like, 
no, it's not. You're stupid. It's <laughs> nothing like him. I paused it on a later frame. I'm like, oh, yeah, this guy's face is way too wide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't wait till we see. There are a lot of famous people that, that appear on Seinfeld either very like very early in their careers, and so I, I can't wait till we see our first really famous person on the show <laughs> who has who has a, who has a bit. I'm I'm excited uh, you know to freak out about that with you. Um, but yeah, the guy said uh, the guy the guy that remarked that Ewing's going to be out for three or four days or something. Oh yeah, like yeah. some Knicks player. Yeah yeah, yeah. Patrick Ewing. Okay. Oh, seriously? Seriously? Oh my god, <laughs> you're kidding me. <laughs> Oh, Patrick Ewing? Yeah. I, well, I don't even like sports, and like I just I know who Patrick Ewing is. There's another funny <laughs> bit. This I think was it today. It was I think it was episode three. I forgot to mention it. Jerry picks up a um a cereal box, and on the back it has like uh get your dream team. Oh no, wait. I think I was watching. I I've been cheating. Were you watching ahead? I'm watching ahead. Yeah, because uh. Seinfeld's on TBS, and I don't know whether I should watch it or not because I can't resist. But I mean, I feel like you can watch it. Yeah, fine. Yeah. Because, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I don't want to watch. But any then of these again, things. I don't know if I should because I'm trying to have the fresh experience too. But anyway, Jerry Seinfeld picks up a box of cereal and it says like, <laughs> "Get your own dream team poster" or something like that. And the dream team was like uh, an Olympics basketball team where we sent all of our professionals over there and we just absolutely dominated. I, I know what the Olympics you know, are. What about the Dream Team? Oh, okay. Patrick Ewing was on the Dream Team, I think. Uh, it was I don't when, know. The, okay. well, we, the Dream Team was when we sent, like, all the pros were able to play, and we sent, like, uh, you, like you name a basketball player. You can't name a basketball player from that era, obviously, if you can't name Patrick Ewing. Uh, but <laughs> um, we sent them all over there, and we absolutely dominated. We'll get to this in 96, I'm sure. Uh, but um, I still can't believe you don't know who Patrick... You know, I mean... I never really followed basketball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it just, I Especially don't know. when you hadn't been born yet. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously he was already, I remember him already being old, but obviously already was he, he was, was hurting he already himself like pretty easily. Was he already like past his prime? I don't, at this I, point? that I don't know enough about. Okay. That I don't know, but I know that he played with the Knicks for almost his entire career. Okay. And he was like, you know, Mr. Mr. Nick. He's the star player. Think of like the Michael Jordan of the New York Knicks. Okay. Who does get a mention later on. I mean, you okay. know Michael Jordan, I'm sure. Yeah. He actually gets a, he, he gets a mention. Oh, yeah. Later on, yeah. Later on yeah. in this episode. Yeah. Um, so I'm so glad I mentioned Patrick Ewing. Oh, my God. Yeah, some Knicks player. Some Knicks player. <laughs> Way over my head, apparently. <laughs> and then we get a really tiny uh, stand-up bit. Like a really short stand-up bit about being in the bank. I mean, this thing couldn't be longer than 30 seconds. I mean, it was just I don't about, even remember what he said. Like, I know going, what happened. Going but... through the line. Yeah, about like how when, no one. When no one's in there, you still have to go through the little line, which I don't do. Um, but oh, I guess yeah. maybe I don't go into I've, a big enough bank. I don't know. A lot of a lot of banks will just like open it up, and you can just like walk <laughs> yeah. right through if there's yeah. no one there. Maybe Jerry Seinfeld made that change happen. They were like, "You're right. What are we doing? Why are we making people go through the maze?" <laughs> <laughs> All the bankers are just reflecting on themselves. They're like, "What are we doing? <laughs> we are putting our customers through utter turmoil." Uh-huh. Um, do you have any, uh, so after this scene, we're back in Jerry's apartment. They're deciding whether to lie to Joel or like how to deal with the Joel situation now about having the tickets or whatever. And oh yeah, yeah, uh, Jerry, he's trying to think of like another excuse, uh, and like I think he thinks of uh, just offering both tickets to Joel. Yeah, like offering because he already gave away George's. He's just trying yeah. to think of giving away his ticket right. now. And one thing I did really like uh, George to like mimic oh Jerry's sacrifice of giving away his own ticket. Uh, what what's it called? Like the uh, uh, Harikari, I think. Ha- Harikari, yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, he just mimics. He just mimics like cutting like all of, like the organs out of his stomach. He's yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what that in was the a world? funny sight gag. Yeah. Oh, whoa. and he doesn't like. Oh, in a, oh yeah. woe is me. Yeah, he but... doesn't like a very sarcastic yeah. manner. Very hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'll give my ticket away too. Or no, or was that to like? Um, I think there was even another offer on the board. I don't know. Maybe it was. Oh no, no I'll give you fifty dollars for the change. 
Let me make it up to you. I'll give you fifty dollars for the the bucket of change that you got. You oh know? no! So you the, don't have to roll it all. No, the the, the self sacrifice was to was about giving him the tickets. Yeah, oh, okay. it was to giving Joel both tickets. Oh, okay. So Jerry couldn't so go. Jerry either. couldn't go either. Yeah, yeah. I'm like that made me laugh really hard yeah, whenever yeah. I saw it. I'm like, oh my god, that was very funny. Although I gotta say, especially jumping back to the beginning of the episode, the um the elevator, uh, Jason Alexander's stage training is. Still very much apparent. I mean, the, in the elevator, he's like pacing around and making <laughs> wide motions, and yeah. I, I feel like he's still very much playing to the back of the room in some yeah, of these. Th- this right here, actually, like him mimicking, sacrificing himself, is the first thing that I've noticed. Like him, like playing small. Yeah. Like he's just, yeah, yeah. just very like to himself, like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like because yeah. if he was like doing like a theater bit, for yeah, this, yeah. he'd be like on his knees. Yeah, like, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. He like, would like, like pretending the to knife. throw a sword. Yeah, away. pantomime sharpening the knife at first and unsheathing it and yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, the- theater totally. actor Jason Alexander would do that. <laughs> yeah, but TV actor Jason Alexander is starting to get it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and one funny thing that Jerry says in this scene is that he needs a excuse Rolodex, which like it's a huge <laughs> laugh. But I guess in 1990, Rolodex. Have you ever seen a real I, Rolodex? I have seen a real <laughs> yeah, Rolodex, actually. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I do. I do get the Rolodex reference. Yeah, yeah. I was. I was wondering, but it, it was still like that. Got a huge laugh. They're like, could you imagine using something we use all day, every day, every single one of us, just for excuses? Just for excuses. Oh, it's so great. Uh, I have pizza place written down here again. So the pizza place must have come up again. Um, I think it comes up. We, you know, he gives. Oh wait, no. Yeah, I have it written down right what here. Does he say? Kramer's. Uh, back talking again about his pizza idea. Yeah. I don't think he really offers like any new information about it. No, but he wants them to invest. That's like, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And George says, all my money's tied up in change, which oh, I chuckled yeah. at. Yeah. And, and Jerry, you know, Jerry says, you don't want people sticking their hands in an oven in this scene, I uh-huh. think. And yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, that's why it came back up again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at this point, again, Grace was watching this episode with me. Yeah. She brings up that she saw a video of like this place in Nashville that is Kramer's idea for pizza. But for breakfast. What? You make your own breakfast? You make your own breakfast. They give you, like, the batter and, like, the toast and eggs, and you make your own French toast. Huh. Like, you sit in front of a griddle. But I can't help but thinking this is way overpriced to make <sighs> your own stuff. Yeah, probably. I mean, I don't want to make my own. I mean, pizza is one thing because you can really personalize it. Everybody likes something yeah, different absolutely. on their pizza. Yeah. But French toast is French toast. Yeah, I mean, what, what are you going to add to it? Vanilla? Cinnamon? Yeah, you don't do anything to it till the end. Like, oh, you want blueberries? Okay, we put those on at the end. It's not like you mix them in with the batter yeah, really. or anything like yeah. that. Because, like, I mean, it's, it's bread. Yeah. It's not going to soak into it. That's just asking me to do my own work. Yeah. Which I don't like. The pizza's one thing, but the, yeah, you like know. If you're going to give me a like discount, yeah. if I'm going to get a whole meal for $6, sure, I'll, I'll get it. Yeah. Because I'm going to have to make it myself. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. Especially in Nashville, a big city like Nashville. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so then uh, we, we get to the, the, the next scene I have written down is Elaine is there. Elaine's finally in the episode. Yeah, we, we get this weird uh, Jerry's apartment to Jerry's apartment yeah, transition yeah, again. Yeah, if you're watching without commercials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 20 minutes into the episode, we get the first sighting of Elaine. There's six minutes left in this yeah. episode, she and will, Elaine finally makes an appearance. This was about men, though. This, uh, this episode was about men and manly things. I, so. I guess, but like, if they're all close friends, wouldn't she just be like, Hanging out or yeah, something. Possibly. Like even in the first scene where Kramer's possibly still in Jerry's apartment yeah. talking to Joel, like wouldn't Elaine like possibly even just be in there hanging out? I don't know. Elaine and this is a, another thing that's explored later on about friends that don't spend time with 
each other like unless she, they're with like a she's, connecting friend. She's better friends with Jerry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. She would. I don't think she would hang out with Kramer. With just Kramer. I don't think she would hang out with George. I, th- I mean, Jerry is kind of the, the huh. son in the middle of this universe. You know, I mean, it's, gotcha. It, w- whenever there are two characters without Jerry and one of, like one of them's not Jerry, it's brought up how weird it is. Like, okay, what are we supposed to? I don't know. Let's just not talk. You know, it's, it's, I think we'll see that a little bit later on. But what I liked about this scene is she talks about like she wants to. She doesn't. She doesn't want to sit around his apartment. She wants to go somewhere, uh, but she doesn't want to. She doesn't. She's not hungry, so she doesn't want to eat. And Jerry says, "What about one of those new cappuccino places?" Oh, I mean, no. he's talking about like kind of a Starbucks thing, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. So in 1990. This was a uh, this was a new thing, mm-hmm. like coffee shops where you can go and drink coffee and just sit there, and they don't, and that's it. No one will ask you to leave. This no was a new concept in I think this was a new concept in night. That's that's my impression. He's like, what about one of those new cappuccino places? And he calls it a cappuccino place, not a coffee place, because they go to a coffee shop. Yeah, that's their diner. They go to a coffee shop. This is a cappuccino place where it's like just coffee or like. What we know, like Starbucks, lattes, like special yeah. drinks, yeah, 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 special drinks. But they've also got like muffins or cookies yeah, or scones. Yeah. Like you're not going to get a meal at a Starbucks, right? Right. Like, like the XL egg salad, yeah, uh, yeah, XL egg salad at, at uh, Monks. But y- you can get something to tide you over, yeah. And or even if you just want somewhere to sit, he was like, they just let you sit there. And so she's like, oh, that sounds good. Do we have to talk? Does that mean we're going to talk? And she's like, all right, I'll go if I don't have to talk. Yeah. And then Jerry kind of like does a little funny, uh, a little funny, oh, oh, Elaine. He's got kind of a funny facial expression where she's like, all right, that's fine. You know, I'll go if I don't have to talk. And he's like, oh, brother. He does. He, he has kind of like a funny facial expression that doesn't get any laughs, but it is like it's acting. Oh, you know, God. I mean, like it's a reaction yeah. to something another actor was doing. And so I, I kind of liked it. I know, like um, that's our Elaine. I know, like is what's going on in his inner monologue. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I I made a note that uh, whenever Jerry, or, or no, whenever Elaine picks up the paper and she sees all of like Jerry's like excuses. Oh yeah, like yeah, yeah. being drafted down, jury duty. Yeah, yeah. I uh, she has such like uh, what did I write down? A big sister in a sitcom line. Yeah, when she says. Uh, what'd she say exactly? God, Jerry Seinfeld, I can't believe you're doing this. It's so infantile. I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. Saying okay. the full name of a character yeah. is very... Like you oh, don't... Mike Brady, you're incorrigible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, the only time you say, like, the full name of a character yeah. is if you are, like, older than them or you are their mother and yeah. the child is in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Theodore Thomas Hollowell! <laughs> yeah. Like, like, yeah. I haven't heard that or since I was like six. Like, yeah, Andy Griffith, you will never learn. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, Jerry Seinfeld, oh what are you doing? Uh, I didn't pick up. I, I, I that stuck <laughs> out to me, but I didn't pick up on why she might have done it. But it, it is funny. Like it is such oh. a sitcommy thing. Like. Oh, brother. <laughs> There's a lot of oh, brother in the scene. Oh, brother. <laughs> oh, brother. Uh, and then so Kramer comes in and he took, he got to go to the game with Joel because they became such good friends on the phone call. Uh, Talking about how there is a cure for cancer after all. It's all in big business. Yeah. Uh, and Joel finds out that Jerry <laughs> did lie about having to tutor his nephew, but he thinks he lied because he was hooking up with a woman, Elaine, who he's heard about before. Yeah, he's tutoring his nephew. Yeah, yeah. Which also, if you're going to like, ditch someone to i don't know get funky why would you say you're tutoring your nephew that is the worst excuse in the world yeah especially to a a trash bag like joel you could have said hey man listen i got a shot with a broad but i guess i mean but jerry 
didn't think of that because <laughs> that's not what was going on anyway. Yeah, true. So I guess that he can write that down in his excuse Rolodex. I have a shot with a broad and tell that to Joel <laughs> next time. <laughs> Joel would just appreciate put, just that put, terminology. Just put in parentheses, Joel only. Because <laughs> that's the only person that would work for. Joel only. I think there's going to be a Joel only Rolodex. I think he, I think he needs that many. Um, but so, but one, one joke in here really stuck out to me where uh, he's like, oh, I thought you were tutoring your nephew. First of all, the the basketball game just ended. It's probably ten o'clock. Any nephew that would have been around, how long do you have to tutor them? You know, like <laughs> yeah, I've no you, idea. I mean, so it's after the game uh, time. Obviously, we know it has no meaning in Jerry's apartment. Like people are walking and calling <laughs> at one a.m. Uh, but he's like, oh, I thought you, I thought your nephew would still be here. Really, you're you just got back from Madison Square Garden to 80th Street. Or whatever, wherever Jerry lives. Yeah. And if you took a train or you took a cab, like it's probably it's, eleven or eleven thirty. It's definitely like creeping up on midnight. Yeah. Yeah. So of course he's not there, dummy. Yeah. But uh, he's like, oh yeah, we finished up early. So how long was this tutoring session supposed to go? <laughs> I know. I know. Well, here's the here, I, that's the joke I was going to talk about because he was like, oh yeah, we finished early, and he says, I bet you did. Is that a premature ejaculation joke? Oh my god! I didn't even pick up on that. No, it didn't get a huge <laughs> laugh. So yeah, I bet you did. I bet you did. <laughs> Something makes me think it's not because it didn't get that big of a laugh. And if you didn't pick maybe, up on it, maybe it wasn't meant to be, but it can definitely be perceived as that for yeah, sure. Because yeah. as he's saying that, he's like checking Elaine up and down, yeah, like giving yeah. her like serious Look elevator at this rise. Bra. Yeah, he's like, "Ooh, I bet you did." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, maybe it wasn't as dirty as I thought it was, but I thought it was super dirty for science. It sounds like it could be for sure. Yeah. Um, what what a. Uh, Jerry and Elaine are going back and forth, like trading excuses. Oh, yeah, because yeah. Hornick, uh, he pulls out like the paper. He's like, "Oh, well, they've got forty-one home <laughs> yeah, games." Yeah. He wants to go to a Knicks game this yeah. time with Elaine. <laughs> and so, like, is he just going to go through their entire home season it schedule, like it. It standing like it. in Jerry's doorway? Mm-hmm. Oh my god! <laughs> it seemed like it. Yeah, I mean, that, and that's the kind of desperate friend that he is. I mean, it's no wonder nobody likes him. You know? Yeah, but. for sure. Uh, but like one of the one of the excuses that Elaine gives. Is that they had choir practice? Yeah. They were singing e- uh, Eastern European national anthems. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Jerry like makes some reference. Like, w- was it a Berlin Wall? I reference? think so. He says the wall. You know, with the whole wall coming. Oh yeah, down. With, with the whole wall coming. Yeah, down. yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Let's another huge event that happened way before I was born. Yeah, and I I want to say 1989. I didn't look it okay. up, but I want to say it was 88 or 89. Maybe. It was within the last five years. It was. It was between, and it wasn't eighty five. I would say between eighty seven and ninety. Was it a recent thing? Because the the way that he phrased it, yeah, with that whole wall coming down, because that that sounds like something that you would see on the news. Yeah. At the time, maybe I don't know. Look up, uh, look up to win. Because there was the there was the Berlin Wall, and then there was the East German Wall, and I think one of them oh. fell before the other. But I want to say, for some reason, eighty nine is sticking out. Yeah, it had to November ninth, nineteen eighty nine. I was going to say it's when the Berlin Wall came yeah, down. Yeah, So at the time this was aired, it was only a few months. Yeah, like six, seven months. It ago. hadn't even the one year anniversary. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, well, actually, by the time this was being filmed, it was very recent. super fresh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's like a thing that I don't know would kind of maybe be lost in the time that. Uh, passed between it being filmed and the time it uh, was aired. Right, because now yeah. it's very far removed from yeah. a- any wall coming down. Like, yeah. where you were even like, was that a Berlin Wall reference? I don't even yeah. know. Well, what, what's something that happened, I don't know, seven or eight months ago today mm-hmm. that we could, like, make mention of, like, oh, yeah, can you believe all this nonsense? So whenever this 
episode is aired. Yeah. Like, this episode of No Hugging, No Learning is aired. Yeah. Like, oh, wow, they're talking about that? I don't know. What's something that happened, like, seven or eight months ago in the news? <laughs> I don't know. Well, it would be seven months ago would be January. Yeah. I don't know. But um, you mean, you're talking about you want to mention it now? Yeah. Like, like as though it's currently happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, but that was, <laughs> it was, that was a big event. It was still pretty fresh in, in 19, you know, especially in June of 1990, True. I'd imagine. So... Um. Yeah. I. I don't. I don't know current. I don't know current events well enough to know something that a you could make fun of at this like in this podcast right now. <laughs> like because the Berlin Wall, like it wasn't a funny thing, but it's certainly been around yeah. for. It, it was overdue for it to come down, so you could joke about it. I guess. Yeah. Um. That's all I have for this episode. But uh. Yeah. I mean, we get one more stand-up bit mm-hmm. where Jerry's talking about. Uh, having your own talk show with your friends. Yeah, and that's how the, you can talk to self-involved people, pretend like you have your own yeah, talk show. The, the, only, <laughs> the only thing bad about that is you can't tell your friends, oh, you know, sorry, we're out of time. We're I'd love to talk time. about that more, but we got to go to commercial. <laughs> and then you just like walk out or something. Yeah, yeah. Which I think would be incredible for like bad party scenarios that you're at. You're like, yeah. oh, you know, I'd love to tell you about this, but we're out of time. We got we to gotta hit up our sponsors. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, we're out of time. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to you. Uh, I'll have your people talk to my people. We'll get you back in here next month. We come back again. You're welcome back anytime. Yeah, thanks for coming. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You can always tweet at us at no hugging, or you can send us an email no hugging no learning show at gmail dot com. And did we talk about? We did talk about Zeitgeist last time, right? We did. Okay, yeah. I just wanted to make sure. We now I just want to make sure we said it. We now have a all. we now have a Zeitgeist drinking game where yeah. every time we say the word Zeitgeist, we're at three now. Yeah, you have to drink an entire drink. Yes, not not just a sip, <laughs> an entire drink. And uh, I think that may be. So I don't think we got any super uh, super tweets that we have to mention this week. But you know, give us a follow, and if uh, if you're watching along with us, certainly. What stuck out to you about this episode? What do we miss yeah. that we have to uh, get to in the next episode? Yeah, no emails to read either. Uh, if you have anything you want to send us, fan mail, hate mail, uh, what Tim just said, stuff that stuck out to you. Uh, if you're in my boat and you're young and watching this for the first time or you've seen every episode mm-hmm. of Seinfeld and you're even younger than me, hit hit me up. Like I'd love to like see like why you were drawn to this show and I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever we were both kids, uh, no hugging, no learning show at gmail.com is the email. Uh, did you plug the Twitter? Already? I did. At yeah, no at, hugging. At no hugging. Yeah. Okay. And we also have no hugging.com now, right? Yeah. No hugging.com. Check that, that out. Uh, you can listen you can to all this. the episodes. Still not on iTunes. We'll get there. Yeah. But we know. are on Spotify. Yeah. You, you can listen to this episode and all our previous ones on Spotify or no hugging. Dot com. No hugging dot com. Yes. And uh, okay, next week we'll be talking about the season finale. <laughs> We're yeah, already in the Jesus. season finale. It's called The Stock Tip. It aired June 21st, 1990. What would you have seen in the TV guide if you were uh, wanting to check out with the other 19 million people that are watching Seinfeld, the season finale? George gives Jerry a bad stock tip. Oh, I thought George was in real estate. Where is he getting stock tips? I don't know. I can't wait to find out. I don't know, but this is a very nothing description. The yeah. episode is called The Stock Tip. George gives Jerry. At least we know who's responsible. Yeah. Who the responsible and, and, and we know are. it's not a good stock yeah. tip. Right, right. <laughs> it's crazy just how much George... It's like, this show was Jerry and George, which I guess makes sense, but I mean... The other characters are a lot more rounded out. I mean, it's going to be more than because I feel at this point there's, there's only like two main players. Yeah, there's I'm like, always making there's reference. Jerry and there's George. Yeah, like Kramer is almost nothing. Elaine is a complete non-factor. Yeah, yeah. So far, I, and I keep mentioning like, oh, the four main players, the four main players. They're going to get equal billing eventually down the line. But this really is, and it makes sense when you think about who was this was a show. It was Jerry and and uh, um, George is supposed to be Larry David. 
So, you know, that True. they were they were best buds in the comedy world or whatever. And so that's I guess what they were let's make the show about us and then the other <laughs> characters get get more to do later on. But it's just crazy how much it's just George and Jerry. Yeah. George and Jerry, George and Jerry. Uh, or maybe that's something that, that persisted through the whole series and I'm gonna be like, Oh, it was always George and Jerry. I guess we'll find out. All right, I'm Tim Murphy. I'm Ted Hollowell. 